0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: New Orleans sports talk about your favorite teams. Sports 1280.
0: All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy's show. Sports 1280 New Orleans. Continue to talk about the big topic of the day. Of course, we all woke up this morning to see the Woj Bomb and Not a woosh bomb we wanted to see here in New Orleans as uh, Rich Paul, Anthony Davis's agent, saying that AD does indeed want to be moved, wants to be moved to a contender, and has no intentions of staying in New Orleans. And we'll welcome in now our buddy Jake Madison from the Locked on Pelicans podcast and uh, Nola Jake on Twitter to get his reaction to all this. Jake, what's going on, man?
1: Uh, not too much. Interesting day here if you're a Pelicans fan, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, certainly. And look, we all kind of had an idea in the back of our minds this was coming. Uh, obviously, we know the repercussions. The, the Pelicans could sign Anthony Davis to the true max. This is something that the NBA put in to try to keep big-name players in you know, maybe the smaller market teams. But as a result, this new rule isn't really working out for the NBA uh, just your general thoughts on AD saying no to $240 million. Oh.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, like you said, we could kind of all have seen this coming throughout the year, particularly with this Pelicans team struggling being six games out of the eighth seed in the Western Conference. You know, this is a guy who's openly been talking about how he wants to win. He wants to win consistently, and he wants to leave a legacy. And he's been saying this for years now. And with just two playoff appearances to his name in seven years here in New Orleans, that wasn't going to get it done. So he wants to go to a team where he can win, and it wasn't, you know, about the money for him yes the supermax was put in place to try and keep these guys here with their original team small market or big market it just hasn't worked out that way partially because there's ways to kind of recoup a lot of that you know if he takes short-term deals he can get really close to the Supermax over kind of that same period of time. So I don't think it's been about the money for him at any point. It's been about trying to win. The Pelicans haven't put a winner around him, and now we've kind of finally hit the day where he's fed up with it, where he wants to change his scenery, and he wants to go to another team.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it, it is like like you talked about. I mean, it's what we kind of thought would come. But I guess the the good news is here, Jake, knowing the timetable here, knowing that the Pels – there's no need no need to rush this thing, right? I mean, Ad is still under contract with the Pels all through next season. He has the option after uh, the 2020 season, so you still got this half of the season to play out, and potentially next season. Um, for right now, Dell Demps or whoever the leadership will be for the Pels moving forward, uh, it's they're kind of in the driver's seat here, saying, "Hey, we'll take any offer. Any, give me your best offer. What you got out there?" And they can just start filling calls from every team in the league now.
1: Yeah, you know, the fact that he came out and said it now is certainly much better than had he made this trade request later or if he was undecided going into this offseason. At least it gives the Pelicans a clear direction. They're not worried about being buyers at the trade deadline anymore and looking to bring in players and trading away maybe future first-round picks. It kind of sets them on a clear direction, though it does put them at a crossroads for it. Um, you know, it just depends on how quickly they want to honor this Anthony Davis trade request. Don't forget, he's rep by Rich Paul, who's one of the more powerful, agent in the league right now. You don't want to necessarily upset that guy who can steer clients away from the franchise in the future. So that's something to be kept in mind. But the the team that can make the best offer for Anthony Davis is the Boston Celtics. And because of the way certain contracts work in the NBA, they cannot trade for Anthony Davis during this season. They have to wait till this offseason to be able to make that move. I doubt they'll trade him beforehand because that's the best offer they'd be able to get. At the very least, it makes other teams increase their offers for Anthony Davis, meaning the Pelicans would be leaving some pretty good offers on the table if they trade him sooner rather than later. I do not think this will go into next season. I think then you'll really start to see his trade value diminish So the onus is going to be on whoever it is, like you said, likely not general manager Dell Demps, to maybe get a trade done after the lottery but before the NBA draft. There you know what the values of some of those picks that are going to be included in the trade will be. That's when I think you'll look to see a deal get done.
0: Yeah, and that's the appeal is knowing in the team that trades for Anthony Davis, obviously they need some kind of reassurance on the back end that, okay, he plans to stay there long term and he's going to re-sign when his deal is up. But even if you traded for him now, you still get a full year and a half of Anthony Davis to try to sell him. But, you know, we, I compare this now to the San Antonio situation with Kawhi Leonard. He was uh, upset, didn't want to be there, said, I want to be in L.A., I want to be in L.A., I want to be in L.A. Popovich and team said, no, we're going to trade whoever the hell we want and whatever makes the most sense to us. And they got a pretty good deal back in return from Toronto. Now, on the flip side, that ended up working out for Kawhi pretty well so far. Toronto's one of the best teams in the East. He's doing pretty well there, seems to be happy. And it was a gamble on Toronto's part, but for this bull crap that ESPN's already spouting this morning about Lakers, 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 like you just said Boston can offer a better offer. You know, I'm going to I'm going to gauge interest from other teams out there and see if somebody else wants to give us a big deal. And to me, in my mind, the Lakers don't have that. They have some nice young pieces, but I feel like you can get better offers elsewhere.
1: Yeah, there's going to be 29 teams calling the Pelicans about trading for Anthony Davis. You can be assured of that. So there's a number of teams that have better offers than the, the Lakers. Maybe the Celtics' uh, total package will be best. But the Pelicans need to take the best offer. But before they do that, they need to figure out the direction they want to go. And I think that's kind of one of the big things here. Are they going to kind of tear it all down and completely rebuild? Or are they going to try and retool and get back into the playoffs as quickly as possible? And that's going to kind of factor in and you know make, help them decide what they want to do with Anthony Davis. That comes from ownership. That comes from top-down. Mickey Loomis needs to have a very clear vision of what he wants, and then you need to go out and hire a guy who can kind of execute that clear vision because that's something they have not had here in New Orleans for a while. And I think a lot of the issues you're seeing with this team has been top-down from ownership to Loomis, to Demps, even though Demps probably shoulders the majority of the blame here. So they're going to have tons of offers. They can go in almost any direction that they want to go to. We've never really seen a player of this caliber kind of up for trade at this point, um, at you know, a top five NBA guy. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out can tell you it's probably likely that Anthony Davis has played his last game in a Pelicans uniform. I don't know if there's any point in putting him back on the court uh, for the remainder of this year, wow. but certainly you know, they're going to... You, you look at it, whereas in, you know, if he goes out and plays, is he really going to be that invested in actually playing? You know, how does that kind of impact his teammates? And then if he gets hurt on the off chance that something happens like DeMarcus Cousins, maybe it hurts his trade value at that point. So I don't know if we're really going to see him on the court again for the Pelicans.
0: Well, somebody uh, I know in my group text that I met said uh, he went the other way. He went be spiteful about it. He said, "If I'm Alvin Gentry, I play him forty-five minutes a night and make him, you know, or, or pay him, play him the full game. Tell him no, you can't check out of the game, and and almost get spiteful with it." I don't think that benefits the Pelicans on a uh, on any front.
1: Look, spite can be a lot of fun. I will, I will be <laughs> one of the first people to admit that. But usually, it's still not the best decision for you or for anyone involved. And if they want to trade him, you know, and they have to trade him, I guess, at this point, you want to get the, You want to maximize the return. Running him into the ground or risking injury isn't going to do that for you. And you've got to think about the long-term health of the franchise at this point.
0: Yeah, talking with uh, Jake Madison, uh, Nola Jake on Twitter, locked on Pels. So uh, it, it is interesting, uh, like like you said. I mean, maybe maybe they, you don't play AD from here on out. Where does Dell Demps fit in all this? And if you're Gail Benson and Mickey Loomis, I mean, you know, look, there's been some talk in recent years that Dell may be on the hot seat. I give Dell credit; at least he's tried, man. He he went out and got Julius Randle. He went out and traded for Nico Miritich last year. He's tried to make it work. It's just circumstances that have not worked out. Uh, at this point, if your ownership, are you better served moving on from Dell now and bringing in somebody else to help execute this deal?
1: This is where things get really complicated. And before we jump into that, you make a good point. Look, a lot of the moves he's made, maybe the majority of moves that Dell Demps has made, are, def- are defensible. You, you can see the logic behind it. You can see the plan. He's whipped on a lot of them where they just haven't worked out due to injury circumstances what have you. But he shoulders a lot of the blame in this. But also part of that is ownership, not really having the right accountability in place. Mickey Loomis is famous for being hands off from this team and letting general manager Dell Demps run it on a day-to-day basis. And by doing that, he doesn't really know how to evaluate this team at the end of the year when they go in for their, you know, reviews like you do with your bosses. What does Mickey Loomis really know whether or not, uh, you know, Dell Demps has done a good job or not? So they- they're in an interesting spot now because if you plan on firing general manager Dell Demps, you can't let him make this trade during the season. You can't even let him make this trade after the season. So I think you've almost got to move on from him and basically just kind of put him in a lame duck situation. You know, I think you you, you maybe make the move to separate from Dell Demps immediately after the February 7th trade deadline. You need someone in there right now who can kind of navigate you over the next two weeks in case an offer for a guy like Julius Randle, Nico Miritich or each one more comes through and maybe you trade one of those guys for a first round pick or something like that but after that you really need to kind of send a message that the way things have gone has not been okay. You need to kind of reassure the fans that you're starting over and it also gives prospective future GMs kind of a jump start on planning for the job. It gives you time to interview people think about what you want to do so I think that's kind of the direction you'll go. You know I think he'll, he'll last through the rest of the year but I think certainly the second the season's over you'll at least see them separate from him And they've got to kind of, again, decide, are they bringing someone in who wants to go with a long-term vision or are they going to try and retool and get back into the playoffs right away?
0: Last thing for you, Jake, uh, when you're looking at trades and looking at deals, obviously I think a high first-round pick would be most ideal where you can go get a a franchise type player I mean if somebody wants to give you the number one pick this year Zion Williamson I mean come on down but uh on the flip side are you better served like you talked about with Boston with the knowns where you know what Jason Tatum is a young promising talent you know the Lakers they have some of those guys in Brandon Ingram or whatever are you better served in going getting those guys who are already in the league showing promise or going and getting what could be a top three top five pick in next year's draft and banking on your your chances of going and getting a, a high profile player
1: You know, I I think they're looking for both, to be honest. I think you want a combination of young talent that looks to be improving guys like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I'm not as high on Brandon Ingram, but he kind of still fits that mold as well. I think you also want draft compensation. Maybe you're not looking at a top three pick, but can you get top five, top ten, top fifteen to at least bring in some pieces that way as well? And then kind of the the final piece maybe that they're looking for would also be salary cap relief. Getting out of under a deal like Solomon Hills, trading away some long term money to clear their books a little bit, make it easier to sign free agents or have more flexibility. So you want some combination of those three things, but for particularly the young players and the draft picks. If this was another guy, a Jimmy Butler or someone else, it's, you know, maybe you're not looking for as much in a trade in return here, but it's Anthony Davis, who's a top five guy. Again, we haven't seen in recent memory a guy at this level be up, for trade. So I think the offers coming in are going to be pretty big, and I think you'll be able to get kind of both needs filled there, young players and draft compensation.
0: And really what you're looking at is building around Drew Holiday moving forward, right? I mean, he becomes the franchise player, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe you can they re-sign Nico Miritich to a long-term deal. Julius Randle will be a free agent. Alfred Payton will be a free agent. I mean, you could literally have a lot of cap room to work with next offseason, but it just becomes hard trying to bring in those free agents when you're all you can sell them on really is Drew holiday.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's tough for as a small market in general, small markets have to overpay for these guys a little bit. And then if they don't work out, it really hurts your salary cap and can kind of set you back a couple of years. So it, it's an unenviable position operating as a small market team. And, you know, there's still a lot of questions about the Celtics franchise. You know, there's talent here, like you said, with Drew holiday, um, still being here he is going to be your franchise guy going forward so do they want to build around him or maybe in the future you look to trade him too and just do a complete teardown and i don't even think the pelicans know what they want to do just yet
0: he is jake madison of course host of the locked on pels podcast you can follow him on twitter at nola jake and i'm assuming jake a lot of our listeners can go hear a a fresh podcast sometime later today
1: yeah, we'll have kind of the emergency podcast breaking down the immediate reaction to the Anthony Davis trade request news. Should be around 1 p.m. Central today or so. I'm hoping it'll be out. So get that wherever you get your podcast from. Starts locked on Pelican.
0: Jake, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon of course thanks for having me on all right thanks a lot he is uh jake madison locked on pelicans podcast locked on pelicans.com and of course follow him on twitter at nola jake it's chris gordy show of course a lot more to get into here on the anthony davis news here on a monday it's chris gordy show back right after this
1: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom